All right, we're in a series called If Jesus Was My Relationship Therapist. And one of the things that we discovered last week is that it all starts with forgiveness. Look at a person next to you, tell them forgiveness. It all starts with forgiveness. I think that what makes a good relationship is a relationship that is combined with two good forgivers. As a matter of fact, if you are interested in getting into a relationship with someone, find out how good they are at forgiving. Because if they ain't good at forgiving, they might not be good for you. Come on, somebody. (laughs) And so we learned that Jesus' words are not just meant to help you. Jesus's words are not meant to just help you. It's not just three things that if you do, then your relationship gets better. I really believe that if Jesus was my relationship therapist, his words and his advice don't help me, they heal me. His words will do much more than help us. They will heal us. And I think that Peter discovered something when he had a conversation with Jesus. And I want to read this to you. It says, from that time on, many of his followers turned back to their old ways. Reading from John chapter 6. They would not go along with him after that. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking to my old ways to do my relationship. It says, then Jesus said to the 12 followers, will you leave me also? Simon Peter said to him, I think Jesus needed to hear this at that moment in his humanity. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, who else can we go to? You have the words that give life that lasts forever. I think that's good news right there. That's where I want to build my relationship in the words that have eternal impact in my life. And so the, the, the heart of this message series is really that our relationships will experience supernatural healing. There's so much that can happen in the course of six months, and I do believe in counseling. We're going to be talking about that. I do believe in taking some practical steps, but I also believe in the supernatural. Come on, somebody. I still believe that the Holy Spirit exists. I still believe that the Holy Spirit heals. I still believe in that, and I believe that the words of Jesus will not only help your life, but they will heal your life. If you believe that in this place, give God a praise. And maybe you're here, you're saying that, man, my relationship is good. What if I told you? Maybe, maybe you feel like you can't apply what you hear today. But here's what I know. That every message that God wants you to hear doesn't have immediate application to it. But, but you might need it for a rainy day. Come on, somebody. And so maybe you're single and you're ready to mingle. And you're like, I'm not even in a relationship right now. I'm chilling. Well, guess what? There will be a time. So it's good. <laughs> there will be a time that you might need what God is depositing in your life right here, right now. Can we praise God in this place? Okay, so so I want to go to some, some of Jesus' words that we're going to jump into in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. And this is Jesus. He says, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the floods came with the fierce winds beating upon his house, 
It stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teachings, you know what that tells me? That it's not just enough to hear. Did you get that? How many, how many of you know that there are so many people? Could you look around you? Come on, look at the beautiful thing that God is doing in this house. How many of you know that we are all hearing? We are all hearing. We are all hearing. But God wants you more to do more than just hear. He wants you to hear. He wants you to hear. He wants it, it to penetrate your heart. And he says... But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Who built his house on the sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with the wind and the waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and swept it away. I don't know about you, but I want to build my relationship on the words of Jesus. Our message for today is, is this message, and, and many of you may have heard me to preach this message before. This will be maybe the second or third time that I preach. I think it's one of the messages that I'll probably preach every two years, because how many know that we learn with repetition? How many know that, you know, some of us, we need to hear it two times, three times, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, but I needed it four times. Come on, somebody. And that's how we learn. We, we learn with repetition. Matter of fact, some of us, the last time I preached this message, you heard this. And you still, sabes que? You still single. You need somebody. You need some help. Come on, somebody. That wasn't that funny, guys. That was... But we learn with repetition, and I believe that you're in this place because God wants you to hear it for the first time, or he wants you to hear it again. Amen? My message is the foundation of a healthy relationship. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your heart, your heart for this house, your heart for this ministry, your heart for people. Lord, I really believe that the reason that you placed it in our heart to share this message is because you have a heart to heal people today. You have a heart to heal relationships today. I believe today that no matter where we are, no matter how far we feel like we are from you, no matter how much we may feel that our relationship is in shambles, I believe none of it can far past your power. None of it is beyond what you can do in the life of a human heart. And so we ask that you open up our hearts and that we get ready and prepare us for what you're going to do. We open our hearts right now for you to speak into it. We love you because you first loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Give God a shout of praise in this room one more time. Uh, can we give it up for our musicians and our amazing band? Thank you so much, guys. So grateful for you guys. Um, uh, I don't know about you, but has anybody ever experienced a physical, anybody got just like physical injuries? Like you're, anybody, where are my back painters? Like lower back pain, where are you at? This is not going to be a healing crusade. This is just back pain, back pain. 
right here with my back painters right here. Where are my knees? My knee painters. My knee painters. Like you just like, yo, that's, that's me. Shoulder pain. Anybody shoulder pain? You got a shoulder injury? Come on. All right? Right? Touch right now. No, I'm just joking. Um, uh, uh, what about what abdominal pain? Uh, how many got all the above? All the above. <laughs> You're not injured. You're just getting old. But I'm just... Um, no, how many know, like, Ruben was playing charades the other day, and he threw out his back. It's just like, what in the world? That's just called being 29 in the t- 2023. But how many know that dealing with a physical injury is not easy? Dealing with a physical injury is not easy. A, a few years ago, about four years ago, I decided it was a good idea to jump on a skateboard. And some of you guys are laughing because you were there. And the Lord is judging you. I'm not, but that's... <laughs> I'm just, and so four years ago, I decided that it was a great idea to jump on a skateboard, and that's what I decided to do, and let me tell you, this young man right here was cruising on that skateboard, and I was chilling for about eight seconds. (laughs) 8.3 seconds, I was chilling, and then I had to make a life decision because the skateboard started shaking. And I decided that I was going to jump off safe and sound, except that the skateboard made the decision for me. <laughs> Emily was there, Zab was there, and I was, I got, I flung, I was flung by the skateboard, what felt like 20 feet, it's probably three, but it felt like 20 feet. And it flung me and I landed on my shoulder, dislocating my whole arm. My shoulder came out of the socket. I was literally walking around with a shoulder dislocated. I thank God for Zab being there and Emily being there. They took, she took care of my kids. Emily, um, uh, Zab actually drove me to the emergency room and four doctors took this hunk of a man and put him back together again. And it took literally four doctors, literally they, they're putting their leg on my hip trying to get my shoulder they're back into place this was a serious thing I'm not gonna say that I was shouting because I'm a man (laughs) but oh the yells and the screams that were coming out of that emergency room was no joke but then what I experienced was that I began to do in the next or the the next months I began to do physical therapy anybody has ever done physical therapy and so I began to do physical therapy and I remember telling my doctor I said doctor I can't wait to strengthen my arm again because it feels weak and he says no there's actually a priority order you can't strengthen your arm just yet because what you need to focus on in this season is stability this is so good I'm going to collect the offering later that's why we left it And so the doctor says, hey, you can't focus on the strength right now because what you need to focus on in this season is stability. Because if you only focus on the strength and you neglect the stability, what can happen is that you can bump into whatever and any little thing will cause your shoulder to dislocate once again. He says you first have to create stability, then you have to create strength, and then you begin to create flexibility. And I think when I hear the words of my doctor, I think... He's saying this essentially the same thing that Jesus was saying 2,000 years ago. That what my doctor called stability, Jesus called foundation. That my doctor said, hey, listen, if you don't take care of the foundation, if you don't take care of, of making it stable, if you don't take care of stabilizing your shoulder, you can run into anything and any little thing will cause your shoulder to dislocate. 
Well, Jesus says something very, very similar. You can focus on the house. You can focus on the windows. You can focus on the roof. You can focus on all these secondary things. But if you only focus on those things, when the waves and the storms of life begin to come down, what happens is that your house will fall apart because your foundation has been neglected. So why do relationships fail? Oh, the reason, can I be honest with you? The reason that relationships fail is not, is, is not because someone fell out of love. The reason why relationships fail is not because someone forgot their birthday. The reason why relationships fail is not because, you know, someone uh, didn't get them a card for Christmas. It's not because someone was not thoughtful. The reason that relationships fail is not because storms come. The reason that a relationship and a marriage fails is not because the storm came, is not because the waves were rising, it's not because the floods rose, it's not because the winds blew on the house. That's not why a relationship fails. The reason that a relationship fails is because my relationship wasn't built on a solid foundation. Someone shout solid foundation. And so what Jesus says is that you have two choices to build your relationship on. You have two ways in which you can build your relationship. You can build it by building it on sand or you can build your relationship on a solid rock. If you begin to build your relationship on sand, when the waves come, when the winds blow, guess what's going to happen to that relationship? It's going to fall apart. Listen, what's ruining our relationship is not the winds. It's not the storms. <laughs> it's the foundation that we've built it upon. And what, what that begins to do, the way you find, find out if your, what your relationship is built on is if it's still standing at the aftermath of a storm. How do you know what your relationship is grounded on? How do you know what your relationship is when the storms come? Does it look different? How many of you know marriage? Relationships ain't easy. Some of y'all are quiet, but blink if you need help right now. How many of you know that there are so many relationships? Can I be honest? Christ Uncensored House of Worship, can I there's so many relationships? We're too busy fighting the storms. We're too busy doing the patchwork. We're too busy trying to prepare for the storm. We're too, too busy trying to fight the storm. And I think what God is saying to us through the words of Jesus, he's saying, no, when you, un when you begin to trust me, when you begin to put your faith in my words, when you begin to obey my words, let the winds come. Let the storms come. Let the attacks come. Let the drama come. Because your relationship is going to stand. Your family's going to stand. Your children are going to stand. Your children and your children's children's children children are going to stand firm not because you're cute, not because your love is amazing, but because your relationship has been built on a solid foundation. Somebody ought to give God a praise in this place. That's, that's where I want my relationship. Jesus says there's two, way, two ways that you can build a foundation. You can build it on, there's two ways you can build a house. You can build it on sand or you can build it on the words of Jesus. You can build it on sand or you can build it on a solid rock. And there's this author by the name of Chip Ingram who wrote a book, Love, uh, Sex, and Relationships. And it's a powerful, he essentially echoes, do we have that up in the screen? He essentially echoes the words of Jesus in a relationship context. He begins to say that there's a way to 
build a healthy relationship. That there's a way to, to, to build your relationship on a solid foundation. And what he says is that you can build it two, one of two ways. You can build it God's way. Someone shout God's way. You can build it God's way or you can build it Hollywood's way. You can build it your way. You can build it the world's way. You can build it the world's culture way. You have a choice. You want to build it on a solid foundation. You want to build it on the words of Jesus. And what he does is that he gives you five components in his book of how to build a healthy foundation for a healthy relationship. Is anybody here that wants a healthy relationship? That you don't want, like, I don't know about you, but I don't want my relationship just to last. Like, I'm not looking for a relationship just to last. I'm looking for a relationship to last well. I want a healthy relationship. I want a life-giving relationship. I want a prosperous relationship. I want to have her back, and I want her to have my back, and I want Jesus to be the center and the focal point of my relationship. And it's okay to admit that maybe I've not made my relationships like this. And this is where God wants to speak to you today. And so we got a choice. We can do it either God's way or we can do it Hollywood's way. We can do it God's way or we can do it Hollywood's way. And the way that God's way is, one of the things that he discusses in his book is that number one is the spiritual component. Everybody shout shout, shout spiritual. spiritual. It's the spiritual component. What the spiritual component is, is God the center of the relationship. Is God the priority of the relationship? Is my relationship based upon our compatibility and our common interest? Or is it based upon my relationship with God? Can I tell you something? That God is love. And if you don't have a relationship with God, it may just be you don't really know what true love is. How can I expect my beautiful daughter to come to me when she's 39 years old. She promised me. I got it on video when she was like eight years old. Anyway, to come to me and I'm like, let me, let me introduce you, papi, to Enrique. And Enrique don't know Jesus. Come on, somebody. You think I expect that young man to love my daughter when he don't know who love is? It's not, this is not judgment. This is just talking about relationships. Is, is, is this person connected to God? I, I love people that, you know, they, they do uh, like flirting evangelism. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm just going to, I know, I know he don't serve God right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to save him. No, you not. Nine times out of ten, what happens is that person becomes a distraction to your relationship with God. The negative always pulls. The positive always needs to be worked on. The negative always pulls down. The positive always needs to be actively working. You ain't got to take care of weeds. They just grow. But in order for you to to have a beautiful garden, you got to learn how to cultivate 
You got to learn how to take care of that garden. You got to learn how to, how to give some water to that garden. Come on, somebody. And so the, you got to start here. Spiritual. Everybody shout spiritual. spiritual. And then the next component is that we have social. Everybody shout, shout social. This is where you begin to discover how do they connect with other people? How is their relationship with other people? How do they interact with other people? Here's a good question for ladies. How do they treat their mom? It's a good, good place. How do they treat their mom? This is when you begin to kind of like discover how do they, this is where you, does he cheat on his taxes? Is she always looking for a deal and trying to scam things and this is how, watch a movie with them. Do they give advice to the villain or to the hero? You can learn a lot by a brother from a person by you watching a movie with them. Come on, somebody. This is when you kind of discover who they are, like more so who they are in a social circle. Because how many of you know that, that you begins to, how do they treat people? How do they interact? And, and then what comes the psychological level? This is when you discover who they really are. Because how many, how many of you know that that date, that was in you. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to look like me that I was you. That was not you. That was your representative. Come on, dating role is different from the real role. I'm just, dating role is different. Lisa told me one time, she's like, I could date you forever. You know why? Because it's not me, it's my representative that goes on dates. This is when you kind of like, you start knowing the real them. And, and once you kind of discover who they really are, once you begin to, and here's what happens. When, when you have this reverse, it's not that you didn't see the real them, it's that you were blinded by the emotions. But at this point, when you have a solid foundation, when, when God is the center of your relationship and you kind of have an understanding of who they are socially, how do they interact, and now you've known them on a deeper level, this is the time where you can give yourself permission to connect with them emotionally. And this is when you discover if you want to move forward in a relationship or not. You know, at this time, you could still bail and not get hurt. At this time, you can discover, you know what? I don't think that this relationship is for me. Because you could come to church, but it doesn't mean that you know God. And when you get to know them, you thought that the foundation was spiritual, but then you realize that they don't pray. And say, I don't want to connect with this person on an emotional level because I can't trust them with my emotions. And once you make this emotional connection and you have a safe place and you have a solid foundation, then, come on somebody. In the jungle, the lion jungle, the lion sleep tonight. I'm away, I'm away, I'm away, I'm away. All right, sorry, pull up. This is what, sorry, my wife, I just embarrassed her. <laughs> Listen, when we, when we skip on these steps, our relationship begins to sink. 
when we skip on these steps, what Hollywood would tell us is that this is not the order. And when we don't do it God's way, our relationship begins to sink when the floods come and the problems occur and the situations rise. And then what the enemy does is that he lures you with a faulty foundation and then demonizes you to one another. And so now it's not you and your partner against the enemy walking in purpose. It's now you against your partner. All the while, your assignment and your purpose is falling on the wayside because you're in the wrong battle attacking one another rather than overcoming the enemy. So what, what society says, Hollywood's way, Disney's way, I like the way Danny Ray put it. She said, I'm going to sue Disney for every penny they got. I'm like, that's right, class action lawsuit, come on. Society says, hey, everything is physical. The world's way of doing relationships is that everything is about the physical attraction. Oh my goodness. He looked like he got Thor's body. My goodness, he looked like he was born in the gym. Yo, shorty. Why? Because it's all about the physical attraction. That advertisement is constantly feeding us and, 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 and priming us and conditioning us to physical attraction. She has to have the perfect body. He has to look like he was a, a chiseled statue that has a eight pack. Come on, somebody. Thank God my wife is not into eight pack. She's into the whole barrel. Come on, praise the Lord. She wasn't serving the Lord. She was always a 40 drinker, but that's besides the point. I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to pay for that one. Guys, God bless you. I'll see you next week. Um, it'll always say the physical is the most important connection. That, that you, everything is based on the physical attraction. Everything's based on the physical connection. And then you start, it's no wonder that all over uh, Netflix and all over YouTube, what do you get? A sexualized video, a sexualized show. How many of you know that there's not a show that you can watch right now that doesn't have some kind of subliminal, not even subliminal anymore. It's just right out there and then. And no wonder our minds are conditioned to think about the physical because every program, every advertisement, every show is always sexualizing and magnifying the physical connection. And so no wonder when I step into a relationship, what's the first thing I'm thinking about? Physical. He's cute. She's it's amazing. And then it gets to this. No wonder that when you get into a relationship, oh, we need to have physical chemistry. You know what I mean? Like we need to have, how could I be in a relationship? If I'm going to be in a long lasting relationship, I got to check if I'm sexually compatible with the person. Can I tell you something that God never created sex for something to be sexually compatible with another person? And that's something that you have to test drive. That's something that's supposed to grow in the context of a solid foundation. And so often it's the physical, it's the, 
It's the sexual connection. I've seen relationships be so damaged. I remember, I'll never forget, I was on the bus one time and I heard a young girl, maybe she was about 19 years old, and I heard a young girl say that she's getting physically abused. And what the reason that she was in the relationship still was because they had sexual chemistry. Can you imagine how much our minds have been conditioned to say that this is the priority? It's a physical attraction. It's a physical connection. I got to make sure we have sexual chemistry. Imagine somebody coming to my house talking about, I need to test drive my relationship with your daughter. All the fathers in the house. Come on, somebody. Right? No, you don't. You don't. That's not something you test drive. Sorry, my, my daughter and my son are not a possession. That's a heart. That's a soul. And sometimes we're so blinded because we have made a soul tie with an individual we were never meant to be connected with. Because we already jumped into the sex. We already jumped into the physical component. And then what happens is that then, then society tells you physical or it tells you, here it goes, Oh, my God. This is when all the goosebumps come out and when the IQ goes down. This is like, oh, my God. He's he just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about him. I don't, I don't know. It's just something about her. It's like we're the same person. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she gets me, I get her, you know? It's just like, you know, it's like she know my thoughts, you know, feel me? I'm quoting you, some of, some of you here, you need to repent before the throne of Jesus. This, this is the part where we lose our intelligence and this is the part where everything is about the feeling and she makes me feel good and he makes me feel good and it's heart eyes all day oh that's the person for me because look at look at the connection that we have with each other and this is when we become led by our emotions and because we don't have a healthy relationship with our emotions then we start thinking that someone else is supposed to complete us emotionally because we don't have a relationship, a healthy relationship with our very own emotions, what begins to happen is that we allowed our emotions to take over. And can I tell you that emotions are great to have and emotions are great to process, but emotions were never meant to be the driver in your relationship. They were meant to be a passenger. And so many of us are throwing out our emotions. It's not that your emotions are supposed to be thrown out. It's not that your emotions are not supposed to be had or experienced or felt. It's that so often we're allowing our emotions to be the one behind the steering wheel. And you're just going along for the ride. Amen. <laughs> and because we don't have a healthy relationship with our emotions, we think that someone is supposed to complete us. Emotionally, Can I tell you that if you're looking for someone to complete you in a relationship, it's not a good reason to be in a relationship. 
if you're missing something and you think that somehow someone else is going to complete you, can I tell you that no one was ever meant to complete you? Can I give you good news? You might think that this is an offensive word. Lisa doesn't complete me, and I do not complete Lisa. Lisa is complete and filled with the presence of God, and she, is, she got the solid foundation already. And what, what God does is that God does not unite two people that are broken. God fills you with himself, and when you have a solid foundation, then two people can join together to add value to one another. See, I'm meant to add value to Lisa, and Lisa's meant to add value to me. But if I'm walking around broken, talking about I need someone to complete me, then the value she's trying to add to me actually is drained. I'll never see what she has to offer as value. I'll always see it that what she has to offer is never enough because I'm broken and I'm leaking. And so what society says, what the world says is emotions. Emotions. Give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Emotions. Build it on emotions. And then, and then here's, what, here's what happens. Now you made the emotional connection. Ooh. Now, now you're intertwined with them in the soulish realm. And, and now you start knowing who they really are. And after the emotions wear off, after like the six months, you find out something really important. You find out that crazy. You find out, oh, he got daddy issues. Oh, she crazy, she crazy, crazy. This is when you begin to discover, now they were, see the red flags were all there, but you were so intoxicated by the physical and the emotional that it was blinding you to who they really are. Who they really are. And here's when you begin to get hurt. Here's when you begin to get damaged. And here's now how, this is not only what you begin to experience in this relationship. This begins to form how you continue to do relationships. Because here you become so emotionally wounded because you don't know who they are, so you don't know how to interact with them. You don't know how to talk to them. You don't know how to engage with them. And so many of us are in a relationship, and it looks like this, and we don't know how to resolve conflict, but we're getting married. I hope this doesn't sound too harsh. I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just trying to help you here. And these are some of the tough conversations that I need to sit down with my son, who I love dearly, and I have to look at them, and I have to have tough conversations with my son because I love him. And there's so many times that we are engaging in a relationship. We are engaging in romance in this, ma- in, in this method, in this way. And then now, after we find out that they got issues, and you got them too, and trust me, they're going to give them all to you. You got issues. Here's what happens. Now you... Now you start meeting the family. And you know what you find out? They crazy too. Oh, 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 I get it now. Mama's crazy. Grandmama's crazy. And the two-year-old kid running around with no clothes and pamper, he crazy too. Somebody... 
And then upon this stage, this is where we're like. Jesus, save us! But what happens? The winds blow. The storms come. And you start realizing what your foundation was built on is not enough to sustain the lasting relationship that you were looking for. And the winds come and the storms and any little thing. And your relationship is in shambles, not because the storms came. It was because it was built on a shaky foundation. Society would say, build it on the physical. And can I say, can I, can I just say something? You guys could bring it here. Bring it right here. Bring it right here. I'm going to assemble this again. Right here. Just right there. Just throw it on the throat. Yep. Can I tell you something? Can I be honest? Can I be so bold to say something to you? If your relationship is like this, and you're not married, it might be a good time to take inventory of your relationship and say, do we need some time off? Because I'd rather you break up than break down. Danny, you could, you could begin, you can begin. I think that what God wants from us, he wants, I think he wants you to put him first. I need to be first. I need to be first. And maybe in this season of rehabilitating, maybe you're going through relationship therapy for a reason right now. Because God wants you to put him first. Maybe, maybe you take inventory and say, hey, honey, baby, it might be time for us to do things God's way. Maybe it's time. Oh, by the way, there's a conference going on this Saturday. Might be a good place to start. Say, hey, we're going to make God the center of our relationship. We're going to make God the center focus of our relationship. If you're dating, you're asking, hey, 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 I know, I know, I know this thing. I know that you could and all that. And that's amazing, but that's not going to last forever. Hey, how's your relationship with God? Then here's where you begin to discover who they are socially. And what this means is that you begin to put godly relationships around you. Put godly relationships around you. Can I just tell you something about my beautiful, gorgeous wife who I adore? Let me tell you, I, I love this woman with all of my heart. But I know that my love alone is not enough. My love, my love for you is not enough. Her love for me is not enough for this relationship to be a success. You know why? 
Because there's going to be times, I know you don't believe it, there's going to be times that she's not going to like me. I know, you're like, no way, Pastor Ro. I'm. It's true. And believe it or not, there's times, it's hard to believe, I know. There's times, I don't really like her attitude. Come on, somebody. But this is where we need other people to love us in the gap. So my circle is not filled with people that can't speak into my relationship. I thank God for Pastor Eric and Annette who have blessed my relationship, that we've gone to their house, and they've, I thank God for George and Suma who have spoken into our relationship. And here's a good time where you start putting people around. Here's a good time. Hey, instead of investing into that $2,000 vacation, instead of spending $2,000 on Duncan this year, what if you took half that money and began to see a counselor and that will speak, a Christian counselor that will speak into your marriage and speak into your relationship relationship and start building your on a healthy foundation now this is where you become best friends okay what does that mean no third parties tell your homegirl I can't confess everything to you I got a best friend that's my road dog at home come on somebody See, sometimes we think our best friends are helping us, but they were never meant to be your partner in life. And I get it. Right now, you might feel like, well, I can't go to my husband. I can't go to my wife. Just because you can't go today doesn't mean you can't start working towards that direction. This is why you start with a solid foundation. You don't start here. You start here. And then eventually, you can start being best friends. And when you start being best friends, then you can trust the person emotionally this is now where you begin to model your love after Christ and you begin to see the way God loves you and the Bible says that husband it says love your wives the way Christ loves the church you know what I used to say about that verse that's my least favorite verse of the Bible I want to confess to you as a pastor today, that's the last time I ever say that here as a church because I don't want nothing to get in the way of me modeling my love after Jesus. And when that happens, number five, can we put that up on the screen? You read the book of Song of Solomons and have fun. Come on, somebody. After marriage, let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh, my God. Yes. Kids, cover your ears if you're under 18. Let me. When you make Jesus the priority, when you know who they are, when you can trust them with your emotions, let me tell you, the physical and, and the chemistry that you have is unlike anything you'll ever experience before because you are safe. You can have the best time in the world. Let me tell you, God invented sex. And if God invented sex, he knows how to make it happen. And we are tired of distorting sex and making sex like a bad thing. No, when you have Jesus as your solid foundation, this is an amazing thing. This is a holy thing. You don't need to feel guilty. You don't need to feel ashamed. Why? Because it's in the container of what God created in marriage. Can you get up on your feet today?
We can begin taking this down. Just put it right to the side. Thank you. Hey, if you're in this place, I want to pray for you. I'm going to ask Pastor Ruben to come up in a few moments. If you're in this place, I want to pray for you right there where you are. Right there where you are. As a matter of fact, if you're here with your significant other, if you're here with your husband, with your wife, would you just hold their hand, hold their hand right now. And if you say, Pastor Ro, I've been building my relationship on a shaky foundation. It's time I build it on Jesus. If that's you, then I want to pray for you. And I just want you to lift your hand right there where you are. Or maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. The best thing that you can do for a relationship, even in the future, even if you're single, is to invite Jesus in your heart right here, right now. He is the lover of your soul. He is what will fill your heart. He is what will heal you. He is what will make you whole. Not just for a relationship, for yourself. That's you in this place. I'm the count of three. I just want you to lift your hands right there. You are one. Jesus loves you. Two, today's the day of salvation. He wants to heal you. Three, all over this room. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. I want you to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, I surrender my relationship to you. I surrender myself to you. And I ask that you help me build a solid foundation on your words. I promise that from today forward, I'm going to build my life, my heart, and my relationship on your words. I put you first in my relationship. I put you as the foundation of my relationship. I put you as the anchor of my relationship. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Would you give God a shout of praise in this room? Come on, praise him like he's done something in your life. Praise him like you're ready to walk in the newness of your relationship. Here it goes. None higher.